Hello and welcome back once again to A Place to Grow. Every weekday, Pastor Stephen R. Hill of Spirit Life Church in Hearst, Texas has a life-changing message that will help you to determine God's destiny for your life. This program will help you to identify and use the gifts that God has given you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. Now here's Pastor Steve. I've been telling you that this will be a season of miracles this year because God wants us to expect his divine intervention to build his kingdom by saving the lost. And I'm sure that you have loved ones, friends, and co-workers who need Jesus Christ in their life. I want to remind you that you were placed during this period in history to be a witness of God's salvation and supernatural power before the world. We were born in a prophetic time. It was during the season of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And Bible prophecy indicates Jesus Christ will come soon. And the first part of his return is referred to as the rapture of the church. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and 16, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. It's important for us to understand that only born-again, obedient believers in Jesus Christ will return with him to heaven. There are going to be many people who are left behind to suffer the seven-year tribulation period with the Antichrist. Now listen to what Jesus said about this time. In Matthew 24 and 37, he said, When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. For in those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered into the ark. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. And that is the way it will be when the Son of Man returns. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. And the scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 4, though, but you are not in darkness, brothers and sisters, for that day to surprise you as a thief. For God's purpose for us is not wrath, but salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who was put to death for us. So even though we don't know the exact day when the Lord returns, the Bible says, no, we're, we're not going to be surprised as though it were a thief because we know the season. And we know the season through all of the prophecies the Bible has given us. Realizing this prophetic time in which you live, I want to talk about how to maintain a life of miracles so that God can use you. And I want to begin by mentioning four 
personal practices that you must develop to live a life of miracles. Number one, your prayer life. Your prayer life must be consistent and sincere. Number two, your Bible reading and Bible study. Begin to read and study the books of Matthew through Acts because it talks about the miracles that Jesus did and how the early church was used by God in miracles. Number three, build your faith by stepping out. The Bible says with faith without works is dead. In, in, in other words, listen, when the Holy Spirit puts in your heart to do something, to help someone, or to give an extra offering, or to even pay your tithes, do it in faith. Step out. Go beyond what you would naturally do. And that is how you build your faith. And number four, always walk in obedience to God's word because the Holy Spirit comes upon those who obey him. Now, these are four personal practices that we all need to develop and strengthen in our lives so that God can use us through miracles in helping others. Now, as mentioned before, miracles are connected with God's plans and purposes to save and to help people to know him. Miracles are to draw people to God and Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us while Jesus was here, the people were drawn to him because of the miracles. In John 6 and 2, it says, many people followed Jesus because they saw the miracles that he did to heal the, the sick. In fact, miracles surrounded his ministry. God provided those miracles to prove to the people that he was the Son of God and the Savior of the world. In John 14 and 11, Jesus himself said, Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. It goes on to say in John 4 and 48, Jesus said, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Folks, listen, we are still living in that time. People need to see a miracle. People need to see God do something to believe and trust in him. There are so many different religions saying so many different things. People, believe it or not, people are hungry for God, but they want to make sure that what they're believing is real. And God wants to prove it by using you in miracles. Now, the Apostle Paul said that the power of God is the key to effective witnessing. I don't know how many of you reach out to your neighbors, your loved ones, your friends, your co-workers about Jesus Christ, but it is critical, especially in the time in which we live. Jesus is going to soon return. And Jesus said that one of our priorities must be to go into the world and preach, to share the gospel, to share our witness of what God has done for us. The Apostle Paul said the most effective key in witnessing 
is by allowing God to demonstrate his power to people. And God doesn't want you to be afraid of this, and that's why I'm talking about it today. You are not performing any miracles. God is the one who will perform the miracle. If you have the faith, if you'll bring up the situation, if you'll look at the situation and believe God's word, God himself, by his power, will reach and touch people's lives to let them know that he is real. This is what the apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 and 4. He said, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. There are so many people saying so many things. But Paul said, it's time for people to see the power of God. It's time for people to see that God is real by the demonstration of the Holy Spirit through your life. Now, living a life of miracles means walking in the supernatural. Now, listen, you've got to be all right with the supernatural, folks. you just got to be because we serve a supernatural God. He is a spirit. The Bible says God is spirit, and those who worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. So when you begin to realize that you are serving a supernatural God, that means all things are possible. And when you begin to see the heart of God, God's heart is love for the entire world. He's not willing that any should perish. And when you go to the scriptures and you read how Jesus was used in signs and wonders and miracles, and he said, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you, then you have to understand Jesus was not stuttering when he said this. He was really saying God wants to use you through miracles, signs and wonders, so that people will know who he really is. Trusting God enough to declare and act upon his word is what it means to walk in the supernatural. Now listen to what Jesus said in Mark 11 and 22. He said, have faith in God. Actually, he said, have the faith of God. Have God-like faith. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whatever the difficulty is, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. Listen, it will be done for him. These are the words of Jesus. And then he goes on to say, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Did you hear what I just read to you? He said, when you pray, believe you've received what you've asked for it and it shall be yours. Listen, you can pray and expect a miracle. Especially when you're sharing the gospel. And that's, that's what we're basing uh, this message on uh, today. Mostly that God wants to use you to touch others' lives to know Him through miracles. 
Thanks for listening to A Place to Grow. We hope you're enjoying today's message. Here's Pastor Hill with an invitation for you. This is Pastor Steve, and I would like to invite you to our Night of Refreshing. The Night of Refreshing is a night of praise, prayer, and personal ministry. During this service, we will be praying for success in your relationships, your health, your finances, believing God together for greater success than we can imagine. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think. I look forward to meeting you and praying for you personally. Join us Friday, June 16th at 7.30 p.m. for our Night of Refreshing. The church is located in the heart of the Mid-Cities at 1860 Precinct Line Road in Hearst, Texas. We look forward to seeing you there. For more information, go to our website, aplacetogrow.org. Now let's get back into today's message. I want to read a scripture to you, something Jesus said in Mark 16 and 15. He said, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Listen, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Did Jesus say it? I say, I ask, did Jesus say it? He did say it. He said, when we go into the world and we share our faith, that miraculous signs would follow us or accompany us or go with us, and one would be praying for the sick and they would be healed. Now, a key to receiving miracles is believing what the Bible says and confessing it. This morning, God wants you not only to believe what his word says, but confess. That means speak it, what it says. God wants us to believe it and to confess it by faith. And God promised to perform miracles if we believe and act upon it. Listen to what Jesus said again. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now, folks, listen. This could be over some people's heads as Christians but it is clearly in the Bible. And please understand that you are placed here in this world with purpose. That purpose really revolves around God's plan. And God's plan always involves other people, not just you. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, that he should die for all of us, not just us in this room or us on social media, the whole world. But many in the world will not believe in God until they see a miracle, until they have a confirmation that God is real. And that's why this message is so pertinent, and that's why I believe the Lord has set this year in place by telling me, This will be a season of miracles. God wants every person to believe the truth. No one to believe a lie. No one to be left behind. 
Jesus said the same works that he did, the same miracles, those types of things we can do if we'll simply believe. Now, I want to mention another key to receiving a miracle is by defending the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, sharing his death and resurrection that it was real. You know, there are many people who, who believe that the resurrection was a hoax, that it just wasn't true. But miracles are being released today based upon the belief in the death, the resurrection, and the authority of Jesus Christ from heaven. So when we talk about miracles, when you begin to share with people about who God is, who Jesus is, bring up the resurrection. Begin to say, you know, my Lord, he was crucified. You heard that? Yes, I've heard that. Well, he not only was crucified, in three days he rose from the dead. Right now he's seated on the right hand of God in heaven. What do you think about that? See, we, listen, we have a word that is sure. And God wants us to use it. The unfortunate thing is, we are living in an age where even people who profess Christianity don't believe the Bible. They don't, they don't believe all of it. And one of the things they question is the resurrection. In fact, there was an article that stated the Telegraph posted an article with the headline, A Quarter of Christians Don't Believe in the Resurrection. Well, the most standout statistics of the article describe that fewer than one in three Christians in Britain, now this is in Britain, believe word for word the biblical story about Jesus rising from the dead. With another 41% believing some sections should be not taken literally. These are professing Christians who say that something in the Bible should not be taken literally and part of that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Listen, folks, the greatest miracle that God performed was the resurrection of Jesus Christ, his son, three days after the crucifixion. How can you say that you're a Christian if you don't believe in the resurrection? God allow this miracle of the resurrection for all generations of all times so that people would believe and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is his son and the only savior of the world. If you are a Christian, you must believe in the resurrection. It's tied to Christianity. It's tied to salvation. It's, it's tied to miracles because all of these things are based upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said about this. He, he said in Acts 26 and 8, why does it seem incredible to any that God can raise the dead? If God created the universe, can he raise the dead? And so it's important for us to accept the word of God as it is. The Apostle Paul even talked about the importance of the resurrection. If, 
if you should not believe it. He, he, he said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 14, he said, if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. And if Christ is not written, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. The Apostle Paul included faith in the resurrection as a requirement for salvation. Listen, listen to what he said in Romans chapter 10 and 9. He says, if you confess, your, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, listen, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can't be saved, folks, if you don't believe in the resurrection. Come on, repeat after me. I must believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ to be born again. If I don't, I am not. And let me just say this. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is a historical fact. Josephus, a Jewish historian, writing at the close of the first century, stated these words. Jesus, a wise man, if it be lawful to call him a man, was a doer of wonderful works. That means miracles. He drew to him many Jews and Greeks. And when Pilate condemned him to the cross, those who loved him did not forsake him. For he appeared alive on the third day. This is in the history books. And even now, the race of Christians, so named for him, has not died out. We are the individuals he's talking about in 2021. Can we give God a hand of praise? That was, he wrote this during the first century, folks. And here we are at 2021. We're still here. We still believe in Jesus Christ. The movement is still going forward. God will send miracles to defend the truth of the resurrection. In fact, the early church, when they were threatened by the religious leaders, requested power and miracles to keep sharing the truth of the resurrection. They had called the leaders of the early church, that is the religious leaders, and said, don't you dare talk about Jesus being risen from the dead. Don't you stop talking about him. They beat them. They did all kinds of things. They locked them in prison. The angels came and let them out. <laughs> no matter how hard they tried, the, the early church kept saying, no, Jesus Christ is the Lord. He is God. He rose from the dead. And, and here in Acts chapter 4 and 24, they're praying that God would give them signs and wonders and miracles to prove it to their world. We need that same thing today, folks. Now, I know this may seem unconventional to some people, but it is very normal to God to do miracles, and one of the things that he will support in miracles is the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. Listen to their prayer in Acts 4 and 24. All the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God, saying, O oh Lord, Hear their threats, that's the threats of the religious, and give your servants great boldness to preach your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miracles, signs, and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And the Bible says, and after this prayer, the meeting place shook, physically shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. 
and the apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God greatly blessed them all. Listen, God supports the truth of the gospel of the resurrection through miracles. This concludes part one of the message today. Join us tomorrow for part two. Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. This concludes part one of today's message. Join us Monday for part two. Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. If you were touched by the ministry of the Holy Spirit today, please consider going to our website, aplacetogrow.org, and leave a donation of any size. It will be much appreciated and used to expand our radio ministry. You can also download a copy of today's message by navigating to the media tab. The title of today's message is Living a Life of Miracles, Part 1. Now Pastor Steve wants to pray with you. Father, we come to you today in the name of your Son, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness, for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. And even as I pray for our our listeners, we ask that you would meet every need. You said in your word, make your prayer unto me and I will hear you. You said that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and your ears are open to their cry. Lord, hear us today. Meet every need in our lives. We trust you for the answer. And we thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. You're always invited to join us for our spirit-filled worship service every Sunday morning at 10. We offer a safe environment. Spirit Life Church is located at 1860 Precinct Line Road in Hearst, Texas. Get more information at our website, aplacetogrow.org. Also, remember to be with us every weekday at 4 p.m. and Sunday afternoons at 2.30, right here on Bible School Radio 91.3 KDKR.